Hi, I'm James. I'm Kyle. I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Pop Stupid. This is a podcast where we find a movie everyone in the world has seen except Jeff. We ask about what he knows, then watch the film to fill in the blanks. Tonight's movie, The Karate Kid. Oh, snap. Have you really not seen The Karate Kid, Jeffrey? I'm pretty sure I haven't actually watched The Karate Kid. I've seen bits and pieces. It's a pretty sure kind of thing. It's another one of those movies where you haven't seen it. Yeah, he's probably seen parts of it. But still, man, like, I feel like at this point, you just got to be pulling our leg. Nope. Oh, like not seeing Hillary Swank play The Karate Kid. Okay. There was apparently a... uh, new remake of the karate kid jaden smith yes, was. yeah so uh that one uh, actually was pretty terrible I, I, I really it was and it was in china and it wasn't karate it was kung fu it was the kung fu kid all they right. totally fucked it up okay. okay all right on tonight's episode of kung fu cast <laughs> <laughs> on kung fu kid yeah it just doesn't have the same rhyme they were using shaolin kung fu it wasn't karate exactly actually Nerd alert. <laughs> so, Jeffrey, can you tell us what this movie is about? Uh, it's about... Well, I want to say he's a white kid, but I'm not sure if he's actually a white kid. How about a karate kid? Anyways, uh, some white kid who I think gets bullied, and then Mr. Miyagi teaches him the karates, and Who's then he Miyagi? goes to... Oh, Mr. Miyagi is your magical Chinese man. Right. Right. Um, Japanese. Goes, Japanese, Japanese, it's karate. Man. Jesus, guys, got, I, sorry, I don't know if I can do it. You got it wrong. It's not Japanese, um, sir. He is Okinawa. Okinawa. Yeah, oh, true. don't even get me started. It's mm, yeah. Anyways, Mr. Miyagi really? trains kid. Kid goes to championship and wins championship. I think there's also wow. waxing on and waxing off, as I recall. Oh. Wow, that's it. We can put this movie to bed then. Yeah, we don't All even right. need to see this one today, folks. So, tonight's movie, Alien. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you think he meets Mr. Miyagi? Uh, isn't he like the super or something? <laughs> the yes. super? He's yeah, the of super the building. That of the like building that they live in? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay, do you know of any other characters other than the Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi? There's the bad guy who was played, I believe, by Billy Zane. Damn, Billy Zane is nowhere in this movie. I'm Ooh, pretty sure okay. Billy Zane hasn't Billy even Zane seen even this, movie. this movie. Okay, then, right? Was he of age? Was he learning to walk when this movie was created? Right. Okay. Billy right. Zane. So. And uh, can you name one song from this movie? Um. Apparently, you're the best around. No one's ever going to keep the you best down. around. Yeah. You're the best. I mean, this is this is an 80s movie, so it's probably got a soundtrack of various things pulled from top 40 lists. Uh, That's actually number 10 on the list. Uh, The number two spot in an album is typically the best spot. Hmm. So do you know? And that wasn't even a popular artist. Do you know any important scenes in this film? Uh, There's the one on wax off. There's the one where he's standing on a pole doing the whole crane kick thing. Mm hmm. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Really? The wax on, wax off. And the pole. Sweep the leg. See, now you're leading the witness again, Kyle. (laughs) Overruled. Never said that. So would you call this movie culturally significant? Yes. Was it good for anybody's career that was in this? Um, 
I don't honestly know, because the gentleman who played Mr. Miyagi, I think, was in a few other things. He was in a few other things? Pat Marina? Pat Marina, that was it, yeah. Yeah. How about... I I don't know if the main guy, because I have no clue who the main guy was. What is the Karate Kid's name? I have no clue. Come up with a name. Johnny Five. (laughs) While he's alive, that is incorrect. Wow. Michael McDouglas. I don't know. Okay. Douglas, so right. we're going to call him Michael McDouglas, the karate <laughs> kid, <laughs> meeting Mr. Miyagi to uh-huh. wax on, wax off, and uh-huh. he's right. the best around. Yeah. Right. So you've, ne- you've really Magic. never heard, you, you can't recall this character's name at all. No. Miyagi, okay. is a man. Miyagi yeah. says it's like every other word out of his mouth is his kid's name. Anyway, no. so uh, that sounds great. Uh, do you think you're going to like it? I suppose. You suppose? I suppose. We appreciate the enthusiasm. Yeah, we're... I mean, I I like a lot of kung fu movies, but this isn't exactly your standard kung fu movie. Oh my god, it's a karate movie. Not a kung fu movie. Not... Not even remotely close. Not even really a karate movie. It's... It's... Yeah. There's karate. It is... It's a teen movie. 16 Candles, if there was some karate. I also haven't seen 16 Candles. Imagine what you think 16 Candles yes, is about. 16 and add some Candles karate. is nothing like the Karate Kid. Oh, come on. But this is definitely not a Kung Fu movie. No. Well, this is, I'm not, that's not my argument, sir. <laughs> I'm saying this is nothing like 16 Candles. Well, anyway, why don't we go crane kick our way over to watching the movie and we'll come back and learn about all the things that Jeff got wrong. We'll learn you. Hiya! Which are are most of them. I like how how it's like, Kyle, you're leading the witness again. And then all of a sudden he's like, let's go crane kick our way. I was like, why don't you just tell him how it ends? I said crane kick. Yeah. yeah. Because I remembered the post thing where he's doing the crane kick. Kick. I know. Mm -hmm. I was was joking. Uh, Anyway, we'll be back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, and we're back for real this time. And we are for real back. <clears throat> it is definitely good to be back. Is it though? Is it? I don't know. I feel like I lost a little part of my soul having seen that movie again. They say once you go back, you never watch Karate Kid again. I agree. Yeah. All right. So hard to watch. Actually, there were some familiar themes from typical 80s movies that that I noticed right off the bat, you know, some basic misogynism and, you know, trying to get the girl is pretty much the most important thing. I got to (laughs) say, I I was most taken aback by the fact that Daniel San arrives in California, meets his new instant best friend who's wearing a t-shirt of cartoon pigs. Oh my God. Right. Just like, that's right. There it is. Cartoon Mm. pigs. Making bacon, making bacon, bacon. That's right. So we watched, uh, the karate kid, Jeffrey. How did this film make you feel? Did it touch you? No, no, it really didn't. It it was, it was quintessentially eighties. I do have to say, but for sure. sure. um, Totally. Yeah, it it was, it was a nothing movie, really. Reaganomics. It was. Pastels. Movie. Big hair. Shoulder pads. I had shoulder pads and a mullet. I'm not gonna lie. I had a mullet too, but it wasn't in the 80s. Yeah, I wasn't even born when this movie was going on. Which means that there was something wrong with that. 
<laughs> Either way, how was did your this mullet make you pop feel? stupid too? Um, again, it was it was literally a nothing movie. I mean, it was everything in it was a stereotype, like everything. It was one two hour long stereotype that that smoke pot in the bathroom. Yeah, um, and yeah, and it ended so abruptly it's like tournament and cut to black yep well that's because part two picks up yeah part two literally picks up at that scene seconds yeah so maybe sometime we'll watch karate kid 2 and then further dive down the karate kid 2 the trip to okinawa karate kid 2 electric boogaloo Uh so kyle what aspects of this film worked well and which didn't so Elizabeth Shue was fantastic oh, just because she's been fantastic in everything since the beginning of time. However, this movie was total crap. The one thing I did like was how they made uh, Daniel LaRusso a multifaceted character in that he wasn't just trying to get the girl and defend himself, but he was also a giant douchebag. Like, he was a douchebag. He was man. just he an asked, asshole he looking for half of that shit. Yeah, like when oh, he got man. chased when they were skeletons. No shit. Nobody was bothering you, bro. And then he's yeah. like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start some shit, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep stirring some up some shit, right. and then I'm gonna be super shocked when they beat the hell out of me. Well, the funny thing about that is that that's a very East Coast type of attitude to kind of go off like that. And I think they kind of portrayed that in Daniel LaRusso on purpose. Cause he's supposed to be coming from New Jersey and they do stupid shit over there in the East. Mm. And I, I really feel that was kind of a stereotype. That That's they were fair. Right but the thing that I enjoyed more than anything, and I did bring it up before we got to the point in the movie, cause I really wanted Jeffrey to see it was the dude's friend at the very last fight, Johnny's friend, with his face, who was super stoked every time it flashed over to show the uh, sensei. The douchebag guy. Oh, yeah, 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 kill him. That that guy. Guy. Yeah, get him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was awesome. That made that movie perfect for me. <laughs> like that one scene, if that was it, I would have been like, this guy needs an Oscar. Wrap right. it up. <laughs> right. Talk about method acting. You know? yeah, right. How about you, Mitch? Did you have aspects that you felt worked well and ones that didn't? Uh, I thought it was very interesting among whatever the, the, if you could look past all the bad that we, you know, we can go on and on about. One of the things that I thought worked was Daniel was in turmoil and in conflict. And as a result of that makes a new best friend who teaches him how to not be so much in turmoil and conflict, just kind of a, a coping mechanism. Karate was the coping mechanism. And then looking at like some of the stuff and some of the wacky techniques, you know, paint the fence, sand the floor, stuff like that. Uh, those principles can totally be enacted into normal martial arts. So it, it wasn't such a far stretch that that's how, even if it was created for Hollywood, that that's how maybe this particular group of martial artists evolved by learning these specific techniques. It didn't seem like such a far stretch for me. I feel like that worked. Hmm. What? didn't work was everything else miyagi would listen magic hand miyagi and you see that even later oh yeah right but yet can't catch a fly come on man (laughs) i like how pissed off he got when daniel caught it right i just wanted to be like get out (laughs) i hope you get hit by a car i hope those guys kick the shit out of you 
How about you, Jeff? What what do you feel worked really well in this versus what didn't? Well, uh, I did like how they didn't whitewash the whole World War II thing. I thought for the situation and considering the rest of the tone of the movie, that was actually handled surprisingly well. They go on to do some of that later as well yeah. in the future movies. Um, and, I mean, it was a teen movie, so I didn't really have that high of an expectations for it. And it pretty much hit the teen movie thing. One of the big things that stood out from the beginning that didn't make a lot of sense is that everybody in this goddamn movie is, like, prescient, except for his mom. I mean, he shows up in California and already bumps into one person who not only knows that he's from out of town, but knows which apartment he's going to be in. Um, these roving groups of thugs can locate him just about anywhere, despite him not having like a phone with Google Maps or anything like and that. And he does not live in the same city that they live in, apparently. Well, yeah. apparently there's only one place for teens to go, so... Well, no, they found him at like multiple locations. Because they found him when he was riding home that, on that one time. On a dirt road. On a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. They found him at the beach, and... Uh, they were able to chase him from the location of wherever that dance was all the way to his house on foot. Hmm. Yeah, and also the soundtrack did not work for this movie. No. <laughs> you didn't no. like the blend of, you know, 80s poppy songs and classical music, music and classical I, music. and uh, yeah, 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 it was all the over the place. Survivor was Eye of the Tiger back then, so they thought that they were doing something fantastic when they came out with that moment of true song, but Really, it's a piece of garbage. I wanted to use some stronger wording right there. But it's the, not worth it, it? No, the entire soundtrack is literally not worth it. It's a bunch of no names. I don't mean to be rude or disrespectful, but literally nothing lasting here with maybe a mention to Survivor. Your That's music is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> like, when was the last time you said, man, I'm going to listen to some Paul Davis right now or some Shandy? Let's listen to some Shandy. Remember that Tough Love song? Was I think he's just making up names at this I'm point. not. I'm reading the list right here. This was my portion of the show. So you can, you I mean, before we started this show, I did look up You're the Best Around. And yeah, well, if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't so but bad. I would like to point out for the record that that the dude that made that song is Joe Esposito. His, his nickname is Bean. Joe Bean Esposito. What do you suppose that's supposed to infer? That he really likes frijoles? Well, yeah. Like my Hispanic neighbor in New York when I grew up, we called him Dean, and that's because he farted all the time. (laughs) I just assumed he jumped a lot. Okay. Did did anybody learn anything from this movie? No. Yes, that if you promise a kid that you'll teach him karate, you can do a lot of chores before these right. questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'll do a lot of chores, and then you can unleash him. He was box. almost done painting the house. Like right. that's yeah. how far he made it. The house yeah. and the fence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's not mention sanding the floor. That yeah, was, you know, and washing you know, and I, waxing I, the car. For those of you at home, I'm moving my hands in a outward circular motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, that's definitely a valuable takeaway. You know, tell tell a kid that you know karate and then make him do a bunch of chores and then be like, okay, well, thanks anyway. Bye. Uh, you learned everything. Just think about it. For yeah, a while. just just use what you've learned. Now go and get your ass beat. Now go and destroy the Death Star. I mean, <clears throat> do the tournament, Daniel-san. I've learned that if that one dude from Cobra Kai 
would have taught his students for like two and a half months tops two months taught him how to throw blocks they'd be unstoppable because apparently dan those guys have been training for years and daniel just picked up how to block some shit and decided to you know win the tournament with a broken leg there well, is no kind of, defense kind of in this dojo. his defense was the offense and if you came at him while in a defensive stance oh say like let's say the crane technique i will kick you in the face and then this tournament which, and that's kind of what happened. which by the way that's not a, like i know people have argued this and litigated this forever that's not a f- point he kicked him right in the f- forehead that does not count yep so he won through an sure? illegal I was technique pretty sure that facial contact with a foot meant or any contact on the head meant a point no because the guy popped him in the like punched him in the eye and didn't get a point because that might have been an illegal move. Ta- yeah. Ta- to those rules. Kicks to the head. I, I, I have points. to admit, I don't know anything about those rules, so I'm just going to shut up. Now. Well, I, they didn't I, really go over it super great. I also was more than a little confused at the end there where super ultra douchebag teacher was telling his students to do super ultra douchebag things when they had been doing douchebag things throughout the entire movie. True. But all of a sudden, when the teacher said it, they balked. Well, you know, it's all seal the deal. It's like instead we're just instead of just being mischievous, bad seated kids, now we're working for some sort of crime underboss, and that was that was the level they weren't. Well, no, 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 no. Well, let's let's go all the way back to when they jumped him as skeletons. The one guy who came out and said, Come on, man, he's had enough. He can't even stand. No, there is no that mercy. Was the, that was the same guy who like didn't want to break his leg and fell down and was like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. So it's like that same dude was the one who was good in the first that is true. quote, good in the first place. The only person that was just like, what the f- going on is when Johnny was like, I don't want to f- sweep his leg. I can beat him right. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, but well, so that was kind of consistent. It was. Here's the thing. It, I, sorry, Jeff, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it, considering how much Johnny had been portrayed to hate Danielson and had been an utter douchebag to him. I mean, it would have made a lot more sense when the teacher said sweep the leg for Johnny to just go. Yeah. But instead he's all like, why would I do that? Because you just and then, humorous, and humorous then, side, this does nothing well, but point out the fact that all those Cobra Kai's are turncoats and and weak of character, I think, was kind of the point. And, and then they're supposed to like learn a lesson of some sort. Yeah, and then and then Perhaps so we should not sweep the legs and Daniel Son wins and Johnny's up there being like, Yeah, you won. Oh my god, I have so much respect for you. It's like, what the hell? Well, that was that was the thing right there. In sports, the ultimate way you earn respect, especially in a high contact sport like being football is no is like if you get hurt and you muscle it out like you can earn nobody earns respect on a football field like somebody who's got cracked ribs or a busted leg or something and still goes out and decides to to fight or to be a part of that Sorry, game you can't play with your liver hanging out <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. no, I'm, going on, coach. I'm going on coach exactly so what he had done was when his friend had gone and broken his leg when Daniel had already come back out at that point, he'd already earned the guy's respect, which is why he was just like, I've got nothing like I could beat the hell out of this guy, but I've already done it eight times. You want my opinion? He feigned that punch and pulled it and let Daniel kick him in the face. That's what it looked like. Well, yeah, but how much of that was choreography and how much of that was intentional character movement? 
I don't know. I think he already broke at that point. Like I said, it was too much for those guys. But when it comes down to just being evil, it was too much of a line for those guys because there's good in everybody. I suppose that gets us to what is the message of this movie? Is the message of this movie, if somebody's picking on you, you should train in the ancient empty-handed art so that you can beat their ass in public? So here's what I thought the movie, like the lesson you learned from this movie, is that no matter how good you get at martial arts or like how nice your car ends up being, your girlfriend's parents are still going to look at you like a poor piece of shit and that you need to go back to Reseda. They're like having a dance and they hand off their daughter to Johnny, yeah. who has made it clear Nervously, to her father. Like, I don't know if we should let her go with you. They had kind of had that look on their face. No, 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 no. I'm talking about with Johnny when the dance, when uh, Daniel fell into some spaghetti and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah so so they're at the they're at the the nice country club and yes. they hand her off. After she has been ex very explicit about how they are not together and wants nothing to do with them. And then he straight up sexually assaults their <laughs> daughter in front of them. And then when she hits the dude, the only thing the mom says is, "I are you okay, sweetheart? To him. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That's how that's how life is, sir. Mm -hmm. And and I was going to say was back in the 80s but unfortunately it is again like well let's let's say the let's say daniel does that right we're, we're talking like you're getting locked up in jail yeah, he shot by the arresting officer because he was called wild at that point mm -hmm. oh yeah and he was a little too brown for that area right yeah. Yeah. Too brown yeah all right that's going off the rails we might need to cut <laughs> that out um but yes for the for the point of the movie i mean it was it was like the ultra ultra cheesy teen point which is believe in yourself enough and you can accomplish anything yeah that, like that was pretty much it well i mean it's a very simple formula that especially in the 80s that was that was a lot of that but my takeaway from this whole thing was um a point trying to be made that might have been missed in either editing or horrible acting because let's face it ralph macchio was not a great actor no he was all right in my cousin Vinny. Well, yeah. yes. By then he had learned how to act, but here it was pretty train wrecky, you know. He was he was actually playing who he a familiar character, his own East Coast kind of Yeah, I was gonna say he definitely played the Jersey douchebag pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. Which wasn't so far from his actual Watch him be from like Wyoming. I don't even know, I think he's from east coast yeah i'm pretty sure he's from like jersey or new york or something yeah. so was there anything that you didn't understand about the film jeffrey say the um, water slide well <laughs> yes the water slide for one thing but uh no it's everyone was so much of a caricature i mean the douchebags were extra douchebaggy for no reason immediately I love just drink beer in public and put your bottles on somebody else's car and just party on it that yeah. was cool yeah, and, and those guys and those guys being overtly and directly racist. Not not even like prejudice or anything, right. but they actually called him a nip. Right. What are you gonna do, Ching Jong? <laughs> yeah, it's Mr. Uh, Moto and then doing the whole Mr. Moto, that's right. Yep. Yeah, I mean it complete oh, overt sorry. racism just happening. It's like yep. these people exist in a vacuum where nobody's ever been punched in the face before. Well, and not just that, it's it, 
like I said, it's every character. The douchebags are are comically douchebaggy. The teacher at the dojo is comically douchebaggy. Like, you know, he's triple, quadruple dedicated military veteran who clearly went to Vietnam. And he's like super freaking ultra douchebag. And then even Mr. Miyagi is, you know, super extra calm, you know, Asian stereotype guy who knows all of the mystical arts type thing. Magic hands. You should see this clap thing he does. And man, wait till the next movie. He's all magic hands. Yeah. Magic hands. Magic hands for those of you at home listening. How about, uh, how about you? He was just like an Asian leprechaun and he was just like, I'm here to solve your problems. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had uh, you know, two clover. hours of nonsense. To They're after me, lucky magic hands. <laughs> so was there anything about this movie that I did not understand? No, they did a pretty good job. Explain- you know what? No, they didn't. I want to know who the hell moves all the way from where you're used to at the East Coast all the way to the West Coast for a computer job to lose or leave that computer job in the matter of maybe a month or two to go and be a restaurant manager. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, I mean, you know, it's 1984 computers. That's just a flash in the pan thing. It'll never catch on or an even better one. What the hell happened to those kids outside when Daniel went to the dojo the first time they were killed and they went and had, he was having lunch with his mom and then they were out there running around like a bunch of idiots. Like remember seeing them on the, on the corner, like they were like high five in each other while it, they had the scene where it was just Daniel and his mom talking in the restaurant. Yes. About well, didn't the, you never hang out with your roving band of kids causing? Yeah, but we didn't run off like a bunch of you know. Idiots. Are you sure? Yeah, no. I'm so I know sure. I did. I was an idiot when I was a kid. You're also from I'd, the East Coast. I'd also like to know what what person leaves a computer job on the East Coast to move to California to work in a restaurant whose entire life can be packed in the back of a land boat car station wagon yeah station with wagon. no furniture whatsoever so clearly they're mer- moving into a furnished apartment and somehow they managed to find hey, this life is hard buddy you should have seen the shit they were living in back in new jersey maybe some where, shitty one room apartment that's where enough. everyone was parking nose out into thank the street you. thank you i want to know that's how did everybody back in their car can you imagine being like the 17th car in the row having to pull your land yacht out and then kick it in reverse because heaven forbid somebody knows in because trust me you're gonna know if a car is going down that road there's only enough room for one because all you assholes decided to park like dicks (laughs) i'm not sure this has anything to do with anything it doesn't well then uh we'll move on to (laughs) jeffrey what did you like best about this movie and why? Uh, mostly that they didn't whitewash the World War II situation. Because, um, again, that was handled, considering the tone of the rest of the movie, that was handled remarkably well. Like, amazingly remarkably well. Because the rest of the movie was goddamn tone deaf. So, I probably liked... Elizabeth Shue. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like prepubescent. You've now when people start creeper. labeling us in the podcast, I'll be like Kyle's the creeper. <laughs> um, no, but regardless, uh, I think that I liked how the lines so blurred when it came to Johnny and Daniel on who was actually the bad guy here. Because it started, 
it started off where Johnny was a little bit pissed off because his girlfriend was like hanging out with another dude. And yeah, he overreacted like an uber douche and he continued to be a douche. But Daniel, a lot of times, yeah, he he wore it with like a leather jacket, like a very Michael Jackson leather jacket. (laughs) Um, But then you have Daniel starting every other confrontation like the guy's rolling a joint. Why don't you just, I don't know. You you dressed up as a shower to avoid this and you I've started like, some I've shit. Like, I've been like, listen, I know we got off on the wrong foot. You know, why don't we share that joint? Why don't see? we burn down a tree? Well, now, how about right, I smoke you out? Let's see where we're, where we're at at the end of that. I, I'm with you on that, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Mitch? What did you like best about this movie and why? Elizabeth they Shue. set off to tell the tale about the lonely poor kid whose family set off to find a better life out west and finding a, a true friend whether he was going to get killed by the kids or not he he found a friend and for, for one together, day with the power of friendship they will they will prevail there there's rockiness even in the friendship but there's also a deep level of of respect and i think they totally got that part right too so hmm. I would have to say that my favorite part of this movie is watching Johnny get kicked in the face. Yeah, it's just a shame that that happens right at the end. Right. Like within the last 20 seconds of the movie. Right. But, you know. Probably it, about 14 seconds total that you could watch and totally understand what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. You know, watch them start the first fight and then watch uh, Daniel kick Johnny in the face. Right. End of movie. There you end go. Of, right. And uh, the girl runs over to give him a big hug and kiss and it's freeze frame. End of movie. Yep. Johnny's handing him the trophy going, I totally respect you. I want to have your babies. Don't forget that everybody needs to be jumping into the air when it freeze frames. Right. Yes. And now everybody's favorite part of the show. What did you like least about the film? Yeah, I love this part. Um, Jeffrey. Nearly every other character in the film. Except Elizabeth Shue. Well, I mean, I suppose she really actually wasn't that bad. Least. Come on, man. Least. The thing you liked least. Um, What's the worst? Just how comically douchebaggy the, the dojo teacher was. Hmm. Just how completely he made you want to hate caricature. him. I mean, well, that's just it. If he, you met him on the street, you might feel like you want to smack him in the face. Or he made he was a character that was clearly designed to be a bad character in every way possible and, and went so far as to go almost completely around where it's like, how can this guy be the bad guy? He's got to be the comic relief or something. <laughs> yeah, James did make the comment. I don't know how you can wear a black sleeveless gi and think you're not the bad guy. Yeah, how do you put that on every day and be like, yeah, I'm a champion. I'm a winner. Look at my well, guns out. In and karate, that terrible, in terrible. Find out. In that terrible, terrible American flag tattoo on his arm. Dude, are you kidding me? Bad. He's a war. And that's the thing, too. Even the defeated war veteran sensei is still a war veteran himself and must be treated with some love respect how about you kyle least least favorite i would probably have to say my least favorite thing was probably daniel himself (laughs) because (laughs) i know he's supposed to be the good guy but he starts shit and then on top of that he manipulated miyagi miyagi's like you should probably go yeah he's like 
Miyagi's like, you should probably go talk to this guy. And he's like, I should go talk to his sensei. And he's like, yeah, you go do that. And he's like, will you come with me? Uh, no, it's better if I don't do anything. And then he's just like, thanks for nothing. You're a terrible human being. I hope you die. I hate your face. And he's like, okay, I'll go. And he's like, you're the best thing ever. You're so awesome. Like it was how he manipulated Miyagi to just be like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and do this. But he's Daniel was just a terrible character. Elizabeth, she was the best. How about you, Mitch? Least favorite thing about this film. The least favorite thing about this film is that I actually had to sit down and watch it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, uh, okay, it, fair enough. I, I remember watching it and listen, we have good movies on here and we have bad movies. That being said, it, there were many things set up for you uh, to hate. The one thing that I hated in this movie specifically that I see them do in a lot of movies in the past, specifically in the eighties was just throw in some characters to make some stupid shit happen. Like the whole Mr. Moto thing, chopping the glass in half that like those guys were, those guys never even needed to be in that scene. That scene never even needed to exist. It could have been completely cut out. a, A whole a whole other way of Miyagi chopping three bottles in half with his magic hand. It could have been done in a way better way than some idiots throwing racial slurs at an Asian gentleman. Yeah. I feel like that was the thing I liked least about this film was specifically those two dudes. Cause they're in yeah. there just to be giant racists, which, you know, this isn't Kansas or Nebraska here. We're talking about no, we're in liberal California. Yeah, where California. Where did those up. dudes come from? Yeah. Considering the fact they were wearing like plaid shirts and the padded vest ja- jackets, probably Nebraska. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Oregon's a pretty liberal state and I could throw a rock and find those people. Well, fair enough. But I so mean, they exist everywhere. Yeah, but. That's Oregon. I mean, Oregon has the entire eastern side of Oregon. Yeah, and California's got all of California. Eh. The Central Valley is pretty conservative. So who was your favorite character in the movie, Jeffrey? And Um, why? The only one that I could possibly like enough to call favorite would be Mr. Miyagi. And uh, I liked him because he actually had some depth to him as compared to pretty much all the other characters, which were even more caricatures. That's fair. For me personally, I'm going to have to go with, and this is actually going to uh, be a little shocking because the answer may surprise you, but Elizabeth Shue. Oh my God. I, I, wow. I By the way, she was 21 when this movie was shot. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, was. Pre-pubescent. But uh, regardless, regardless of all this, she was she was the most well acted out of all of them. She was a stereotype, but to less of a degree because she wasn't as important or as upfront of a character as, say, the douchebag bad guys, the other douchebag bad guys, the douchebag good guys. So I, for her, I like she was my favorite character. My favorite character in this movie was Daniel's mom. She was <laughs> eminently believable. She, you know, was somebody who was poor, but not ashamed of being poor. You know, when you're that's true, when you're rocking your station wagon and, you know, having to bump started in the rich neighborhood and you're like, ah, it happens all the time. That's a baller move. She handled that shit like a champ. I'm not going to lie. That scene was just like you got. That's how you do on the East Coast. 
How about you, Mitch? Who's your favorite character in this movie? Damn, I wish I would have picked her. <sighs> uh, it, well, you know, after those uh, accounts, it's very tough. I, I would have to say Jerry, uh, played by the great Larry B. Scott, uh, a fairly no-name actor. Token black guy. Was he Token the black guy? guy? Larry B. Scott. He was one of the t- He was a Cobra guy, but he was uh, just always in the background. Was he the guy who got the shit kicked out of him in uh, their practice when Miyagi showed up? I think. He Where he's like, finish been. him when he's on the ground. There's no right, mercy in right. this dojo. We do not show stupidity in this dojo. Yeah, whatever that is. I think that might have been the guy that got his face busted. In. And then moving on to uh, the least favorite character in the movie. Can we just all say Daniel? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's in close running with the teacher. Okay. One of those yeah. two. Well, the teacher. Okay. The teacher made you that hate character him. Daniel well. made you confused. Yeah, yeah. Daniel just made you hate him. This guy was supposed to make you hate him. Daniel, you're supposed right. to cheer for him, but you're like, part of you was like, God, I hope that blonde kid just kicks the <laughs> shit out of you. Nobody kick well, him in the, in the balls Just one kick time. him in the nuts. I want Daniel to win, but I want him to feel this right. win. Well, no, because... Why do you want to ruin a bag of you weed? Can, <laughs> you, can play, you can play a bad guy in a way that makes you hate them, but that is good. Like, yeah. for instance, the two big ones that immediately spring to mind are... And this is going to mega show nerd cred, but uh, Kai Wynn from Deep Space Nine, Ooh, she did an wow. excellent job of Earth people making people hate her, but yeah. being a very believable hate. Yeah, it's, for sure. And you, you saw that she was doing it on purpose and she was doing it well. Kai she has Wynn, a lot of episodes, right? Yeah. This guy oh, had Kai one Wynn. movie. Well, yes. Oh. But the other one I was going to go with was uh, what's her name? The the yeah, nasty was, woman yeah. from Harry Potter. Oh, um, you're talking about uh, what's her face? Uh, what's her name? Um, the one oh, yeah, in the what's pink. her name? What's her face? Yeah, Aldrich, she wears all the pink. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her name, but yeah, in one of the later Harry Potter movies, she shows up, and within a single movie, she makes for an incredibly believable, nasty, nasty villain. You want to kill not her a complete with your caricature. magic wand? Well, yeah. yeah, but he was meant to be a caricature. You want to yeah, be see, like that was my Abra, Kadabra, yeah. and then she's But gone. no, in, overall, I mean, Daniel as a bad character is a bad character because he just runs hot and cold left and right. Well, he's a kid that makes a lot of bad decisions, and I think they could have gotten that across without being an asshole. And that's part of the problem. If he wasn't such an asshole, I might have rooted for him more. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that, that he'll provoke... And then yeah. he'll be a coward at other times and then act like he's not a coward. I mean, it, there's some it's coming around now. There's some level of authenticity to the, all of that. But yeah, it, it's not consistent enough to actually work. There was yeah. a show, How I Met Your Mother, where Neil Patrick Harris talked about how he, we'll get into that in uh, the cultural stuff. OK, not, we're getting there because I, I know exactly where you're, you're going, going. You know, where and, I'm going. With yeah. This. So uh, it, before that, though, um, what were you thinking as you finished watching this movie? Thank Jeff, God, this movie's over. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Kyle? Um, I don't remember it in ending that abruptly. <laughs> and it was again, like Chaos Fed is now playing. No, that, yeah, no, it was like, it, what it reminded me of was the Sopranos, like, black screen. Like, Dude, guy walks in with a pistol, done. All right, movie, see, series over. I, I really liked seeing Johnny get kicked in the face. So it was, damn, that dude got kicked in the face. And then five seconds later, the movie's over. Yeah. So how, how popular 
was this film? How how well did it do at the box office? Anybody take a guess? I'd I'd have to I say it'd have, have to be in the hundred bands. Uh, I know you generally look those stats up. I, I do I have the stats in my hand. I'm just curious if anybody takes a ballpark. How much did it cost to make the Karate Kid? I'm gonna say twenty five million. million. I was I was gonna say I'm gonna say uh, twenty million. How about 10 you? Million. Ten million. The well by Price is Right rules. Everybody loses. The closest. Wow, no way. The closest, while still going over, was Mitch. It cost $8 million to make this movie because nah. there's no special effects. There's, you know, a couple of actors, but, mostly no names. But and, what about Mr. Miyagi's magic hands? Well, those don't cost anything, unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, how. And, and all the money they had to have spent getting all of those specialty songs on their soundtrack. Now, knowing that this movie only cost $8 million, who wants to go box office quotes? Uh, million. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with $100 million. Okay. $50 million. $72 million. The nearest without going over is Kyle. The actual box office quote was $90 million. That was my second guess. So Which this, is why Chicago sang the song for part two. Right. Yeah, this movie actually was wildly successful for its time. It didn't yep. cost a lot to make. Uh, the second one cost substantially more, but they basically proved themselves at the box office, so they got a blank check to do whatever right. they wanted. They were like, mm -hmm. oh, karate choreography and no special effects? We can do this all day. Yeah. yeah. So no they, and not even like super, one. not even like super amazing karate choreography. No, it's I mean super basic. It's not Basics. like kung fu action theater type stuff. It's just you know American karate movie. It is literally the scenes went okay. I'm going to kick with my right foot and then punch with my left hand. You need to block those. Yeah. That's okay. Much and it. scene. Good job, yeah. guys. And don't forget to key eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. forget to breathe. In through nose, out through mouth. Yeah, surprisingly, the second Karate Kid movie only cost thirteen million dollars. Well, again, but it also more. made like a hundred million. Also, didn't it? Uh, it made one hundred and fifteen point one million dollars. Yeah, yeah. substantially. So they upped it, and they even made more money. Yeah. So this was a wildly popular franchise, and yeah. uh, how influential is it? I mean. Having never seen this movie before today, Jeffrey, how much of this film did you know about? Have you seen references to it? Oh, extremely. I mean, there was a uh, nerd pop band that I listened to for a while that actually had a song called Sweep the Leg. Um, there's references all over the place with, did you just Miyagi me? And you still have much to learn, Daniel San. Says the man who couldn't remember with the name of the character. Yeah, well, I'd heard it in it, reference. It was I didn't Jack actually. Reacher, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack it was Michael Reacher. McDonald. Remember, right? Michael McDonald. Which brings Ralph us. Machio played Michael McDonald. To one of the best references to the Karate Kid, Kyle. You were talking about How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. In How I Met Your Mother, and I want to say this. I want to preface this with, I have after watching this movie tonight. I am in complete agreement with Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris's character, because when he talks about the Karate Kid, he cheers for the Karate Kid. No, not Daniel, Johnny, the yeah. real Karate Kid. The real karate and then kid. goes through explaining how throughout the movie this guy was wronged by Daniel and is actually needed to be the one to triumph in the end. 
not only was it so influential that he referenced it, but it got continually referenced to where the actor at one point came to the show on a few occasions. The guy who played Johnny in Karate Kid came to the show as like the a bachelor party participant for Neil Patrick Harris's character's bachelor party. Um, he was like at the wedding, shit like that. Kind of how in the movie Ted, Flash Thompson, or Flash, yeah, Flash from Flash. Ah, was that Thompson or Flash Gordon? Gordon. Gordon. That's Gordon. Okay. Sir Thompson Flash. was Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. So Flash Your nerd Gordon. credentials have now been dinged one demerit. Yeah, I'm going down now. Just a staff sergeant in the one army demerit. of That's nerds. He shows up in Ted as a reference to the movie. So it's like, this was a continual reference and it was actually right. one of the best well-done references of the movie. And I also concur that, uh, Billy Zabka really was the unsung hero of this film because while he was a giant douchebag, so was Daniel. And yeah. at least Billy Zabka actually knew karate. Mm. Well, that and his, his motivations were like, I don't want to say pure, but they were easily understandable from my perspective because he was like, I have this girl. I lost this girl. I'm jealous about this. So I could see why he would make the stupid choices he made to be a douchebag and to be macho because of the girl that he wanted, as opposed to Daniel would go and start some shit and then just be stupid. So Jeffrey, to what extent did this movie fit your expectations? Um, Was it the best around? Wow. Nothing's ever going to keep it down. Um, no, it, aside from the terrible soundtrack, because normally I associate 80s movies with having at least a semi-decent soundtrack. No, this was f horrible. Yeah. Um, otherwise, no, it was it was pretty quintessentially 80s. The cinematography was not spectacular, and the abrupt cutoff at the end was bizarre. Dude, the freeze frame with everybody cheering and everybody's like, ah! But uh, that's kind of how they like to end sports movies, though. I mean, I didn't so, one yeah. of the Rockies end that right. way? Didn't they do Rudy like that, too? Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, so movie. it was pretty much everything I would have expected from an 80s movie. It's still better than Mannequin, but uh, that's a low bar to get over. Yeah, well, luckily, this is not a bad movie podcast. This is a uh, relevant movie podcast. And I don't think Mannequin is relevant outside of people no. who watch bad movies. I, I also agree. There's been a number of choices that we've talked about that I don't believe falls into this category. Yeah. Although we did come up with some more tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anybody? Else? Oh, most important question. Did you like it? Eh. I. Eh. How about you, Mitch? Loved it. 3D. <laughs> 12 stars, four thumbs up. Right. 11 thumbs. <laughs> 3D right. IMAX. Uh, God, but Elizabeth, she was great. No, she wasn't. Y you know, I gotta say, I still have a soft spot for this movie. I, w I was the age to watch this movie. I played the video game. It was yeah. awesome then, and it touches me. It touches the little boy inside <laughs> me in a way that's completely inappropriate. Show us on the doll where the movie touched you. But I, I still... <laughs> I still like it. So. I was going to say that for Kyle, Elizabeth was a real shoe in. Oh, yeah. No, we're talking about discovering Elizabeth shoe in the movie Hollow Man right around the time puberty struck. So nah, she's man, got a soft spot in my heart. When she was in the saint, she was. Super oh, God. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for <laughs> Pop Stupid tonight. Once again, mm. I've been James. I'm still Kyle. 
I can be Mitch. And I'm Jeff. And I'm a little less pop stupid. This has been a production of the Discord Engineering Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer early releases of new episodes, bonus episodes, our favorite clips from the cutting room floor, and a monthly Q&A. We'll also be taking requests for the movies you'd like to see us talk about only on our Patreon. Our shows exist thanks to the support from our listeners. So consider stopping by www dot patreon.com slash discord engineering and help us make others a little less pop stupid.